It's hard to believe, but once again, it's Ash Wednesday. Our Lenten journey toward the cross has begun. And in the first reading for the day, we hear these words, Return to me with your whole heart. Now, there is certainly more that follows. There's the call for a rending of hearts, the call for a true fast, and of course, the need to repent. Yet this year, as I reflected on these readings, what struck me almost immediately were those opening words, return to me with your whole heart. I just could not make it past those opening words. Perhaps owing to where I am in my journey with Christ, perhaps it's life circumstances, perhaps it's relationships, whatever it is, but this year, those words just pierced right through to my heart, ripping right through whatever complacency, whatever apathy, whatever indifference I may have allowed myself to settle into this year, because I do. We all do. In the routines of life, we can allow our love to grow cold. Even when we do the business of God, and I'm using air quotes for the word business there, serving him in ministry like we, we do, this can happen. We can abandon the God of works for the works of God. We can lose our focus. We can take our beloved for granted. Leave work at work. We always hear that, right? Yep, that's a thing. But even when your work is supposed to be doing that Jesus stuff, air quotes once again, at least, if we can all be honest, we can fall into that trap. Return to me with your whole heart. The Lord says today, return to me with your whole heart. We hear the Lord say something very similar to that to the church at Ephesus in Revelation 2, 2 through 5. He says, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear evil men, but have tested those who call themselves apostles, but are not, and have found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember then from what you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. First, I want to point out that the Lord acknowledges the good the church at Ephesus is doing. It sounds like they are indeed doing all the things that the church is supposed to do. He compliments their patient endurance in the face of trials, yet he gives an honest appraisal of their current condition. They have grown cold in their love. Perhaps, like many of us, the Ephesians, in the midst of the day-to-day -day struggles, fell into a routine. They went through the motions. Perhaps in that ordinariness of routine, they took for granted the great love that they once professed and no doubt experienced. If that's the case, then it's likely they took for granted the object of that love, Christ himself. Perhaps that same wandering forgetfulness affected their relationships with others as well. Perhaps they also began to take the Christ beside them in the pews for granted as well. Perhaps the love of neighbor also grew cold. As scripture reminds us, it's impossible to love our neighbor without loving God. And it's impossible to love God without loving our neighbor. They go hand in hand. This should not be surprising, though. 
After all, we do this in our human relationships. The fire of warm fuzzies, the consolations, the excitement of newly discovered love burn bright and hot. We experience the warmth, the comfort that this fire provides. We invest, we seek, we find, we journey, we go on the great quest of discovering more about our beloved. And every new thing we learn is yet another reason we love them. And we want to tell everyone about it. We're so excited. Come and hear about my beloved. I think of my early days as a convert, actually a convert twice, I guess, <laughs> my initial conversion, hearing the gospel for the first time, and then my conversion into the Catholic Church. It was the same thing for me. I found myself reading a gospel every day. And then, you know, after several rounds of that, uh, a gospel a day translates to about two hours of reading every day, but I was just so enthralled with the person of Jesus. And I wanted to know him. Scripture says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And that's what I wanted. And I would just pour over the pages of scripture and I'd be so excited about what I would learn and went to all, every church service I could. And it was the same thing coming into the Catholic church. I was excited about all these new things and every new thing I learned once again, in the words of Frank Sheed, another reason to love him. Yet, as the years have gone by, I too have found myself drifting into routine. I too have at times let the love grow cold. I, like the Ephesians, have forgot the love I had at first. Like any fire, the flame withers if we do not tend to it. We have to clear the ash, the soot, and make sure there is sufficient airflow. Come Holy Spirit. We have to continue to keep the fire going. And I am, of course, talking about the fire of love here. But we also have to sit by the fire and allow its warmth to act upon us. To ensure that we really value it for what it is and experience all that it has to offer. What value is there in stopping by the fire every once in a while? <laughs> Do we really experience what it has to offer in its fullness? No. <laughs> is that love? At the same time, to keep the fire burning requires both a coming and a going. We go out in search of more fuel for the fire. We return because we enjoy its warmth and the comfort it provides. Sometimes we forget it, but it's worth the work. Merely popping by the fire and dropping off whatever is needed for fuel may keep it going. But is it what it could be? And are we really benefiting from it? To enjoy that fire takes work. We have to tend to it, but we also have the work of just being present, allowing it to have its effect in us. There may be no words as we enjoy the warmth of the flame, as we ponder in awe the way the flames dance and pop. That's one of my favorite things to do in sitting by a fire. There may not need to be words. We experience this love by just being present. And yet, just like in marriage, or really in any loving human relationship, merely popping in from time to time and never staying long will not keep the fire of love burning for long, nor will it keep you warm. You can throw some wood on the fire to keep up appearances, but again, is it love? Or have you forgotten? Have we forgotten? 
have I forgotten? This Lent, may we return to the Lord with our whole heart, so that the fire of his love may be enkindled in our hearts. May we be filled by that fire with the warmth of his grace, and may we inspire others to do the same.